This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. Please consult your provider for any information you hear on this podcast. And thanks for listening. Welcome to Community for the Ages, where we provide for you education, information, and conversation on age-related issues. If you are taking care of a loved one who's getting older and are feeling lost, this podcast is for you. All right, Chuck. Well, so I made a little, uh, I guess, a little mini outline for us here. I cool. Thought, I thought we could do, uh, I don't know, like, what are we, what are we doing here? I, the I, first thing I we talk about, I see right? your first point, the, the personal <laughs> introduction. Yeah. How did you get here? Right. What, what brought you to this point? And right. Why are you staying? What are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> like we were just talking back and forth one day, and we're like, let's do a podcast, and here we are. So, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> Say it and make it happen. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got it? I mean, your story is far more interesting than mine. I bet. Uh, we'll see. So, short version basically is, um, you know, I I went and got a CNA certification. I don't know. 20 years ago or something like that and um i really did it because i have grandparents that were nurses you know my oh, okay. grandfather was director of nursing for a long time so it was kind of this is know, the family business team. in the blood yeah and then spent a lot of time in hospitals as a kid so it was just kind of a thing you know i thought it'd be fun right so i went and got my cna certification and quickly figured out really that it was not as advertised so you do <laughs> you know what i mean like really yeah you do a lot of uh, you know shoving people here shoving people there so um, I actually left, went and did construction, and then only ended up back here in Arizona being a CNA again because I had to. So that's funny. Yeah, I, just because I had to. I have the construction side too, so yeah. that's funny. Yeah. Okay. So you know, it was really just kind of I need a job. I have the certification. It'll it'll you know I'll do it till I find something else. Uh-huh. And, uh, and so I ended up working at this building in Phoenix. Um, terrible, terrible place. And uh, my first night there, it was like. I got to find go somewhere else, you know. So um, the next day, I uh, met the new director of nursing that had just started like that day. And he came in because the state basically was like, if you guys don't fix this place, we're shutting it down. So he mm-hmm. kind of came in to, you know, to kind of help out with that. And he walked up to me and he's like, you know, hey, my name is Charles. What's your name? I said, Chuck. He goes, how would you like to help me get this place better? And I said, okay. So he taught me everything I know about patient care and culture and you know we just kind of took it from there and turned that building into i would say um probably one of the best behavior buildings in the in the western united states so uh-huh. yeah so it was a journey that was given to me <laughs> yeah yeah I, I think that's the way most people kind of fall into this this isn't an area of medicine that people i don't know it's not something that's even talked about i don't i don't, yeah. I don't remember going to school and everyone being like yeah go Jero. no um, when I started out with my psychology degree, it was just because I knew I was going to be a psychologist. And it's one of those things where I tried everything else just to make sure because I didn't want to be a psychologist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I did everything. I did computer science. I was a Spanish major for a minute, music major. I did marine biology mm-hmm. for a moment and really went, okay, this is my calling. I need to be here. Yeah. But when I went into grad school, everyone's working with children and, and uh, adolescents. That's everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had someone kind of pull me aside and say, I, I, you know, do you want to try doing some Jero? 
I don't even know what that is. Right. Talk to me about it. Mm-hmm. So I got sent out and I did a, my first externship with a company that does assessments for older folks with dementia Mm -hmm. and kind of fell in love Mm -hmm. you sit in front of someone and they're telling you your their stories and yeah and uh, at the same time my grandmother was experiencing moderate symptoms of alzheimer's and so i was kind of learning about it at the same time we're dealing with it and it really became something really important to me to understand it better so that we can actually deal with it because Quickly after starting this externship, I started seeing what the services were like for people like my grandma, and realizing there's there's a lot of need. Yeah, yeah, there definitely is. You know, it's with it being right now the biggest population in the U.S. and not getting smaller anytime soon. It's really funny yeah. that you mentioned that. You know, it's just not something people talk about. It's. I was thinking about it on the way in today. You know, people prep with life insurance. People prep with retirement funds and you know they prep for the end and prep for the end but like I think you and I were talking a few days ago about how people just don't look at the journey to the end right and like right. until you're in it and then it's then it's it's too late right you're not planning you're reacting and I think it turns the aging process into something negative when it should be something you know positive I mean you age and you ache and things go away and you know whatever but I mean <laughs> That doesn't mean... I'm dealing with that right now. <laughs> but that doesn't mean you shouldn't be able to to enjoy the process, you know. Right. So I think that's kind of what we were talking about the other day that that we want to kind of do with this is give people a resource or a voice or something to where they can have that conversation or make a plan or have a resource before they need it, you know. Yep. And that way they're, you know, they're not having to react to everything. Yeah, I think that's... One of the we we talked about that mm-hmm. goal for this podcast is is bringing to light some of these things that are just not talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, I, my wife and I were sitting there actually because of this conversation. We were talking about our retirement and you know the things that we're trying to do to save up, and no one actually says, "Well, to what end?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> we save for retirement so that we can go have fun, but then there's there's more to it after that. Mm-hmm. There's life after retirement even Mm -hmm. and uh you know what is that going to look like what are you actually planning for financially and what are the things what are the what are the things you got to watch out for and and you know we've got these uh people that we care for their children are coming to us because they didn't realize that this was a part of their future either because they get roped into that aftercare Mm -hmm. that after retirement life Mm mm-hmm yeah, yeah, mom and dad have a house they've had for 40 years, and, you know, now they need AL, and what do we do with that? And, you know, right. it's it's, it, it's a lot. And, you know, I can't tell you, and I know you have the same experience, how many times through my different roles of, of working with, with uh, a geriatric population, when the family just looks at you and they just don't even know where to start. You know? Uh-huh. you know, dad's outside gardening one day and falls and breaks a hip and ends up in the hospital, and they want him out in two days and in a facility and... You just don't know what you're doing, you know. Right, and then you're caught up making decisions for someone who was the person making decisions in your Mm -hmm. life, and now there's the role reversal. Mm -hmm. Am I making the right choices? Am I doing what they would want? And then they start saying the thing that drives me crazy, which is, I just want them to be happy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I can't can't think of a scenario where I break my hip and end up in a hospital and have to sell my house where I'm happy, you know. (laughs) And I I think you and I talked about that too, you know. It's really... People are so afraid to 
allow, or I guess to go through the process, I suppose, is where I'm going with that. Like, you know, I had a patient recently that, um, that you know, she's been married to her husband for 70 years. Huh. And some, you know, he's been trying to take care of her. Her dementia advanced. Um, she had to go to a memory care unit and hasn't been more than a couple nights without him her entire life, you know. Wow. And I was having a conversation with, you know, the care people there. And it, I don't know, she was crying and yelling because she can't hear and processing things that I think he would process going through what she just went through. And, you know, the people just don't understand that. You know, they, they look at you and they're like, well, you know, what are they grieving about? Or why are they yeah. sad? You know, we've yeah. had conversations about that, you know. And I don't think people realize just the impact of... You know, I, I don't know where it gets lost. That's kind of a question I can't ever answer. Where does, like, our humanity as we age, where does that, where do people not recognize that? That's such an interesting thing to me. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm actually listening to a book called Dementia Reimagined, and she kind of talks about that. She mm. talks about how there's a funny thing that happens in our society that if someone starts to cognitively decline, they become dehumanized. Mm and we start treating them like children and we, we just go into this role of, well, they clearly need to have all their needs met by me and I need to make all their decisions for them and, um, and, and their life is more trivial. Hmm. And so then we stop looking at how to provide that quality of life that we look for, you know, we fight for it, we fight for our adulthood we want to be independent we want to own a car we want to own a house we want to have a great job we strive for all these things and then something happens and we cognitively decline and now we're relegated to whatever the caregiver wants me to do mm -hmm. no there's still happiness there's still things that I enjoy you know um, simple things that we can implement into someone's life where we can boost their quality of life and get them back to some feeling of joy and happiness but it takes imagination and it takes a rewiring of the system. Mm -hmm. It's not about the comfort of the person giving care. It's about the comfort of the person receiving the care. Yeah. And you have to understand that person and know who they are in order to give them that. Um, we can go on and on about no, that yeah, one. I totally agree with that. So I think we should, uh, we should talk about producer Cole over here for a second, right? So yeah. Yeah, behind the behind the headset. <laughs> You're looking good. No, you look good over there, man. Thank you. That's I got cool. my 17-year-old son over here producing this, which I'm really proud about. That's awesome. Yeah. Generational podcast. I know, and you're hearing stuff that I never heard as a 17-year-old, so you're going to be pro well prepared when I'm an old man. You better make me happy, son. No, I'm just kidding. You'll know what, you'll know what kind of home to stick him in, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, so basically, you know, what What I think we're headed toward is um, we have some guests in the next few weeks uh, lined up that are going to provide us, I'm hoping, just some different angles of different things, right? So I think you and I, you know, with the, with the behavioral and the medical, we can, you know, we can kind of steer the ship. But I think it's great to bring in people just from different, you know, we, were, we talked about way different topics today. We talked about uh, financial things. Mm -hmm. How do you think about that? Uh, what happens when we have to sell a house? Or you know, what's a letter of incapacity? Or, exactly. You know, what services are out there, what places are out there, um, you know, to kind of help somebody, help somebody navigate that. And then, you know, I like what you said about people still have something to live for. I think we just need to recognize that, you know, I say all the time when I, when I talk that, 
you know, we don't work for Amazon. We don't no. take care of boxes. And we got to get to know who we're taking care of, right? Like, we all right. have personalities, yeah. okay? So, you know, 101 is what's their personality? What have they, what's their life been like? I can't tell you how many times I've gone to talk to a caregiver, nurse, whoever who's having a hard time with a patient. And, you know, you start talking about how they relate with them and they know nothing about them. Well, how do you relate with somebody you know nothing about? And exactly. then how do you invest in them? Exactly. You know what I mean? So that's kind of, I think the part that that's going to be big too is just getting people to learn to invest in people, right? And invest in the elderly and, and give them value, you know? So. Well, I'm excited to join you in the journey and uh, I'm really awesome. excited for the people that you've got lined up and it's gonna be we'll great, line yeah. up some too. And yeah. yeah we'll, it's we'll going to be good. Investing in these folder folks. Sounds awesome. All right. Well, I guess we're good. Thanks, Jeff. All right, Tyler. Take care. Yeah. <laughs> this has been a Community for the Ages podcast. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or concerns you would like us to address, please email us at podcastcfa at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening.